Monday night again, and you got us again, Lifestyles of Love, Monday night at 7 here on DavidsHypeMedia.com, with your girls, Chris and Vic. I'm Chris. I'm Vic. Tonight, we talk mixed kids, um, biracial, multiracial, triracial, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call yourself. Triracial. You know, um... <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of uh, terminology out there. Um, mulatto, you know, mutt. mutt. I'm not going like the, this derogatory route, but I know I know they use those words. So I'm sorry. If you guys want to call in and uh, express how you feel, the number is 702-608-3259. And we're here with our very special guests, both new to the lifestyle of love universe first we have ronaldo here in vegas say what's up ronaldo what's up y'all we just call him now yes sir straight off straight <laughs> off the east side good job and then we got our girl ashley all the way in detroit say what's up hi and you just hi, got there like <laughs> where, where where were you you were in texas Yes, I was visiting, visiting my mom. Oh, that's nice. I just got home maybe three hours ago. Yes. So she flew oh. in just for this. I did. <laughs> Thank you guys so much <laughs> for joining us. Um, so there's, there might be some hot topics that we can discuss. I don't think there's anything crazy going on besides the obvious, you know, normal crazy of uh, the pandemic and protests. Um, Portland has been just yes. going hard all day, every day, mm-hmm. which I love because it's it's a predominantly white town. Uh, a lot of culture there, though. A lot of a lot of brown folks, people of color. So I'm ha- I'm happy to see them going so hard. However, uh, the cops are going pretty hard on them, and I don't know where it's going to end. Um, I don't know if there's been any deaths in Portland yet, but. I'm going to pray for her. Now that I can recollect. Uh, I just saw something about them on the news today. I'm trying to remember what it was. I was at work. So I like briefly saw a a headline. About Portland? Mm Mm-hmm. About Portland. um, And then there was also something about because of the pandemic, they like outbreaks uh, from the virus. They were canceling some baseball games. uh, Oh, yeah. Isn't the NFL coming back? Is that what's happening? Oh, okay. What's up with that, Naldo? I don't. Uh, why? Why? Why are they doing that? Why are they coming back? You know, I, 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 I think, you know, people really look to sports to kind of uh, release that anxiety, release that tension, release that stress. Um, but on the other hand, you know, they've got. 
I, I feel for the players, right? Like, if they're not playing, they're not getting paid, right? They, they have to make a living for their families, but at the same time, they also got to be safe for their families. Right. I know there's a lot of uh, tension around uh, new fathers that are having to play, just have newborns, right? Yeah, they don't yeah. want to... Uh, they don't want to put their families in that in harm's way. So Russell they're... Wilson. Yeah, Russell, Russell Wilson. and yeah, Sierra have their baby. Congrats. So, yeah. yeah, he definitely shouldn't be out there, I would say. Yeah, right. I mean, as a fan, like I, I, I would love to see football and sports come back, but I'm also a father. Like I couldn't imagine having to put myself in that position, having to either risk my life to go make money for my family or have to do something else to support my family. Right. Something right. that you so. would never think to have to do. And Troy said, bring sports back. Listen, <laughs> I, 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 I like sports too, okay? I'm just saying that right now it's a lot. It's dangerous. And I think they've been out there and they have like, what do they have? Like uh, people in the in the baseball stadium. They have like cardboard cutouts happening. They do. They do. But why? I mean, but why? 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 <laughs> Is that supposed to make the players feel better or the fans feel better? Or <laughs> I mean, I, it's so it's something fun for the fans. I think some teams put out uh, like you could pay ten dollars, get your, get yourself on a cardboard cutout, you can put yourself in the stadium, make you feel like you're there. Okay. Um, oh, people right. are paying for a cutout. People are actually paying wow. for cardboard cutouts. Yes, I know the A's started doing that. The Dodgers started doing that. Uh... Yo, men. <laughs> Listen, I need men to stop talking about women watching, loving basketball, loving hip hop, getting into this stuff, okay? Because y'all be on one. Gonna pay for a car. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Listen, if it gets me on the 50 yard line, I'll pay $10 for that cardboard cutout. There's that shit is probably not just $10, okay? <laughs> yeah, those are not $10. I mean, fuck out of here. Oh, wow. I, I just have to like it's, it's going to be tough for the NFL because they're, they know they're not doing a bubble, right? They're actually flying to different cities to play, whereas like the NBA oh. is doing a bubble, trying to hold everything down. Yeah, your boy, your and boy. We saw, and we saw, you know, the first the first incident of what happens when you're not in a bubble, right? Uh, the, the, Marlins, the Marlins were uh, the, the team that you were talking about, Vicky, that canceled two games because they had an outbreak within the whole entire organization so but who was the one no your boy that had a family emergency then left to go to magic city oh and he wanted some wings that's all that was he was trying to get family emergency (laughs) now he went to the strip club he was supposed to be in a bubble but he went to the strip club well that's a different bubble (laughs) That's a different kind of bubble. Um, okay. Yeah, bubble butt. Um, Troy also said athlete awareness. News is not covering the protests, just the bad riots, but athletes will command the media's attention and they will push the agenda more. Okay, I mean, I hope that's what they do. You know, LeBron James well, know has come out and said a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of players have come out and said a lot of things. WNBA, you yeah. know, a lot, of, a lot of athletes have come out and said a lot. So I hope that we keep that same energy. Okay, right. I know the the baseball players like they were holding the black tra- fabric and like kneeling, but there was one guy that didn't. So we ain't gonna get it. We ain't gonna talk about mm-hmm. him. But <laughs> his last name had Coon in it. Um, and so I hope that they do push the agenda. I hope that they continue it because they they could. 
you know, and, and athletes do have that level of power where, you know, they are able to command the public's attention. So I hope so. Oh, mm-hmm. Uh, you remember what happened when Kaepernick was doing his shit? They were burning yeah. his fucking jersey and some old shit. Ain't that some shit? Yeah, but I don't. I know that the Red Sox came out and and that's Boston. Mm-hmm. There, that's a very racist town. Exactly, but they came out with Black Lives Matter, so yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just it's it's interesting. Um, it is interesting. Eh, a lot of it just seems so fucking trendy to me. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying, and, like, you know, we'll see. And we'll that's see. the thing. Yeah. Um, what else? Regis Philbin died. Sad. I know. Rest in peace. And we we said last, yeah, John Lewis. We we mentioned that last week, right? That John uh, I Lewis passed. Remember, but I know that, that today that they were, um, you know, driving the coffin around and or casket, not coffin. No, that casket, was yesterday. Uh, I thought I. I saw stuff today. Oh well, you, yeah, Maybe the footage. I was watching a replay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were doing. They were live yesterday, and they went over the bridge, and then they brought his. I think mm-hmm. today they were bringing his body to uh. To Washington. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be buried in Atlanta. But uh. Gotcha, gotcha. I really need yeah. them to rename that bridge. Um, the guy that bridge is named after was like the head of the KKK in Alabama. They named a bridge after him, so he's had his time. I think it's time. I think it's time to move on from that, <laughs> or burn the motherfucker to the ground. You ain't getting across this motherfucking bridge, okay? You want to get over there? You gotta fly. Sorry. <laughs> um, what else? Anything else? Uh, okay. There's this big talk about like if Usher and Chris Brown were to do a versus. Please. Even though I don't, I don't, I don't feel like they're in the same era, but Usher has managed to stay afloat, so he could do it. Fucking Usher, Usher, Usher got it. I'm sorry. Usher got it. Usher got it. No. You know what? That's gonna turn into a light skin versus dark skin thing. So maybe we shouldn't do that. (laughs) Maybe we just shouldn't even go there. No. (laughs) It's gonna turn into it. I've been arguing with my dad, my boyfriend. Yeah. Right, I did. Yeah, they they say Usher, and I'm Brown for Chris Brown. He he got he Actually, got stuff from like a decade before Chris Brown was even anything. I There's mean, so many yeah, albums it, before Chris Brown was anything. I feel like Chris Brown's first album would eat Usher up. Confessions was a good album, <laughs> but I just don't. I just do I'm sorry. Oh my, my. Ashley, how old I'm are you? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Ashley, how old are you? I'm 30. Yeah. You know, better, girl. No, you know what though? You know what though? No, because there was a difference. There was an era change. But I don't know. After the what was that? My way. I didn't listen to too much Usher after that. Confession? Yeah, well, Usher will wash Chris Brown. Was, That's what like, Troy said. He had stuff in between, in between my way and Confessions. He had like what eighty seven oh one. I didn't really. Yeah, that whole album. Eighty seven oh one was good. But my boyfriend did bring up a good point because like if there's a whole like Chris Brown album that I know nothing about. What was that one that he had like forty five songs on it? What? Good lord. But they weren't forty five hits though. <laughs> you can't just come out with songs that we ain't never heard of or you know yeah 
So, I mean, he, probably, he had a good point with that, but I'm going with Chris Brown. I feel like maybe it should be like Chris Brown and Drake. I feel like Chris Brown and Drake were in the same, like, no. era, right? No? But they, but I think Drake is in his they rapid. Just hold it together, right. But I feel like, nah, I think they both got some ratchet ones. They got some slow ones, sexy ones. I don't think they're in the same lane, though. I think... I don't know who you would put up against Drake. Nobody. Think about it. At least it would be like a Drake like, versus Aubrey Graham. That's what the fuck. No. <laughs> See. <laughs> I'm gonna think about that one. I'm gonna think about that one. Uh, yeah. A lot of people are. Gh is saying Chris Brown got too many hits. Troy saying he's crazy. Yeah. No. It's, it, we don't know. I'm not running with CB. I'm not running with Chris Brown on this. Honestly. Thank you, sir. Yeah. yeah. You. Okay, <laughs> well, it's two versus two <laughs> over here. <laughs> Damn. Usher didn't make hits. Usher has made some hits, but I think Chris Brown would have more hits in a versus battle. Okay. Chris I, Brown I, has ops for sure, but Usher got that. I think they'll both be able to match hits. Like, yeah, I think they'll be able to match hits. Can you handle it? What Chris Brown song is going up against Can You Handle It? Like probably wet the bed or what was that no. one? What was that one when him and Sierra was dancing and Rihanna was in the audience looking salty? Oh, what was that? One? I don't know, but it's not girl. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Keep it real, though. I think it'd be a good versus. I think that would be a fun it would, time. It would be a good versus. I think it would be a good time. It would. I mean, be. Usher has those those one. club hits too. Though. I mean, Chris Brown has those. Yeah, like he definitely Usher has that. The, the, um, what was that one? Oh, GH said oh, back to sleep. Oh my, OMG, up against yeah, three times. Like it would be good. It would GH be said back to sleep. Against what? Take you down? Against or, can um, you? Against can, can you handle, handle it? it? Yeah. Fuck out of here. Troy said R Kelly. R Kelly versus Usher. R. Kelly versus Usher. <laughs> Whoa. Who said that? The Troy. <laughs> Troy said R. Kelly. He said get into it. <laughs> Stop. Even though that would be good too, and I would love to see it. Anyway. Fuck out of here. Anyways. Anyways, um, though. I guess we'll get to it, you know. Because this is the thing. I wanted to have this show because, well, obviously my co-host is mixed, but I really what? have obviously. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, I am, but it's I'm definitely it's definitely obvious to me, but okay. <laughs> but I'm, you I'm, I'm, you I'm, biased. But I digress. <laughs> um, um, but you know. Because I've been your friend this long, I can, you know, I've, I've watched so many things and I can just see and I've had so many mixed race friends that I'm like, you know, I really feel that y'all have a, a large plight in life and it's, um, it's bigger than most people give it credit for, you know, just having this, this self-identity crisis that you could have. I mean, maybe you don't have it, but mm -hmm. I imagine at some point growing up, you end up having it at some point. Um, Growing up, absolutely. Right. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So, yeah, 
I just feel like we need to talk about it because I feel like a lot of people, you know, you know, biracial kids and mixed kids get a lot of um, praise for being beautiful, you know, and having the, the hair and the skin. A lot of people you don't even know are mixed. You just assume their lights get black or they're some form of black. And a lot of lights get, or a lot of mixed race people end up kind of di just diverting to black because it's easier than having to go into what am I, what am I, what are my grandparents and my parents and everything like that. So I feel y'all. I don't, I don't understand what it's like, but I feel it. I feel for you. So also apparently biracial is an offensive term. Are you guys offended by that? Not at all. Not at all. I call myself biracial. Okay. Okay, good. Because <laughs> that's what I, I thought. I was like, I feel like if you call yourself biracial, I don't know. I don't know. I guess because it's like, it kind of like narrows it or puts it in a, because bi is only, um, I mean, if we're going to break it down, it should just be two races, right? Two. But two. if you are more than two, but you appear to just look like more, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's too much. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know who it's offensive to, but if you call yourself biracial, I would imagine you don't find that offensive. So anyway. No, I don't. Well, I think the thing about it is, in all honesty, like there are people who are just going to be offended by every fucking thing. Mm -hmm. True. That. And Thanks. how I may self-identify is not going to be the same way that another person does. And the way I identify myself, you may be offended by and vice versa. You know, it's, right. It's, and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Um, okay, so biracial individuals include any persons with parents of differing race, usually black and white, or African descent and European descent, um, as opposed to mixed or mixed race. Because um, I guess the mixed race, if you... Mixed race in, term, in the terms of, like, the terminology of it means more than two races would be considered oh. like mixed race gotcha. or multi-race that's, that's so technical though that to me yeah. you're just getting into like nitty-gritties for no reason yeah, nitty -gritties. Yeah. Nitty -gr but but this is what happens because y'all i imagine you get questioned a lot throughout your life i'm sure one year can't go by without you meeting somebody that's like what are you that's the question right mm -hmm. what are you Shit. what do you mix oh, with that's All the, the worst so I think that's the only reason why it always ends up coming into play and it gets all technical and broken down because yeah, it's always questioned. So Yeah, I get that all the time. I mean, especially with, you know, my, my hair is longer than most, right? So what's your, what's your mixture? The, right. They see the color of my skin and they go, oh, we know you're black, but what else are you mixed mm -hmm, with? Mm -hmm. Right. And for me, I, I mean, to me, someone asking me that question is a bit offensive. Right. That's not what okay. I'm mixed with. It's what I am. Right? I'm, right. I'm black and I'm Puerto Rican. Right. And I'm proud to be both. Right. Hey. And, right. And, and growing up, growing up was, you know, it, it was, I wouldn't say it was tough, but I definitely was put into some uncomfortable situations. Right. I mean, and this is, you know, being frank here, I was, uh, I wasn't black enough to be right. considered black. Right. But then also, like, I didn't speak Spanish. I, I, I had Hispan or I had uh, Puerto Rican qualities and Puerto Rican facial features, right? But I didn't speak mm -hmm. Spanish. So, you know, 
the Span the so Hispanic they separated really you like well you're a you're a Puerto Rican but you ain't a Spanish speaking Puerto Rican so you you ain't in the whole club you in the half club right right and and Vicky can attest to this like you see my group of friends and we're just one big melting Very, pot of yes. <laughs> diverse set of friends right and I think those experiences growing up were probably shaped the friends that I had yeah right I didn't I don't have like predominantly uh, a black set of friends. I don't have predominantly Hispanic set of friends. I just got this one big melting pot. Mm-hmm. Hella friends. <laughs> That's good. I mean, and I imagine that plays a part because you probably didn't want to put yourself in any category, so you put yourself in every category. Yeah, right. You Absolutely. Know, around all yep. kinds of people. Um, so, historically... The singularly black identity was given to all biracial and multiracial people, regardless of whether they identified with it or not, historically, right? Um, like the one, the one drop rule? The one drop rule, mm-hmm. which is a social and legal principle of racial classification, another colorism um, that was prominent in the U.S. during slavery and since slavery. So it basically asserted that any person with even one ancestor of black heritage is considered black. That's like that thing that people say in your family, you know, like, well, if your daddy's black, you black. Right. Have you guys so heard that before? Are we all black then, right? Uh, I don't guess. We, don't, we all, don't we all have 1% of black blood in us? We do. Right? So, we do. I mean. So that's why, you know, that's why race was created. Um, but addition to the one drop rule, racial, ca- racial classification is frequently done through a process called Okay, this is a really hard word that I learned today. Um, physiognomy. So physiognomy is the practice of making decisions about a person's race based off of physical appearance. So it's basically what everybody does every day. That's okay. like the technical term for it. Yeah, the stereotype. Um, so there was this like study that concluded that 97% of people who self-identify as black to the outside world, they appear black. But only like 17% of people who were biracial who considered themselves white appeared white from the outside opinion. Which I found oh, wow. interesting because I do feel like most most mixed people I know or biracial people I know identify as black. It's mm-hmm. like a default, unfortunately. It's not a bad default, obviously. <laughs> but... Um, Ashley, do you identify? What do you say when people ask you? Do you, you say you're black or do you say you're mixed or do you say you're biracial or what? Well, now I don't say anything when oh. people do that. What are you saying? Mm. I hate that shit. When I was younger, I would tell them, well, my mom is white and my dad is black. Mm-hmm. I would explain, you know, what I am. Or yeah. whatever, but, right. but now I, I'm just, I don't know. I kind of ignored the question or I'm like, why? Not actually, but I do identify as black. Okay. Um, to answer the question. And so, but when people ask me, I just don't. Think. You just you just kind of avoid the answer. I just kind of yeah I don't yeah because it's it's rude to me. Yeah. It's ignorant. It's hell. It's offensive. And I've always earlier we you said something about um it being obvious 
that your co-host was mixed. Mm-hmm. And I always thought about thought that about myself. Like I always thought it was obvious mm. that I was mixed, you know, mixed. And I just would hate for people to say, well, what are you? Like, Cause you were like know. a duh. How is it not? <laughs> yeah. Right. But I guess they want to be technical. Like, okay, you, you're mixed, but like with what? But, but with I don't know. What? Yeah. I just kind of try to avoid it. I know people always want to know. And I'm not really sure why that's not, why that's never been kind of put out there. Again, I say for the biracial people, it's like, it just gets skinned off the top. How come that's not offensive? You know, we talk about all day, like black women, you know, their hair, like don't touch my hair. I'm not saying all white people know that at this point, but I think most of them know it at this point or they've heard it at least once. But I feel like people have this entitlement, black, white, or whatever color to just be like, so what are you? What is, why? And then when you tell them, sometimes they're like, that's not true. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah, no, I, I heard that. I grew up, you know, getting that from, from both sides. You know, I like I said, I've got very distinct facial features, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, even telling somebody, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm black and Puerto Rican. No, you're not Puerto Rican. You're Dominican. <laughs> you're Cuban. Bro. How are you going to tell me what I have, right? Oh, like, right. <laughs> That's, uh, okay, yeah. Right? And I think growing up, like, it, it never, it, it just didn't really bother me like mm-hmm. it made me uncomfortable sure but you know i was a young kid like what who right. are we to really know what's, what's no right idea. and what's wrong yeah but being an adult looking back on some of the situations mm-hmm. and some of the conversations that i've been in, in the past you, you're like that, that was out of pocket that was on the line why are you even asking it why does it even matter why does right? it matter yes that's the question. Why does it matter? Is Because re- people really want to categorize folks and put them in a box and decide about them before, you know, because it's like, if you tell me you're Puerto Rican, I'm going to think back to the Puerto Ricans I know, and I'm going to decide whether I like you or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is all subconscious, you know, we're not thinking right. about it, but that's what it happened. Like we equate, it's like, oh, your mom's white. Oh, that's, oh, okay. I can accept you a little bit more. Yeah, that makes sense. You know? That definitely makes sense. And I'm just speaking at it from, like, a childlike standpoint or, like, a, a you know, just kind of a idiotic standpoint. But um, another historical fact, which I, I had no idea. So in 1967, the Supreme Court ruled that, you know, uh, interracial marriage was legal and it was unconstitutional to say that it wasn't. But... You weren't able to actually say that you were a biracial person. Like, you, if you were a product of any of those marriages in the 60s, you weren't actually able to call yourself biracial or mixed until the year 2000 on the census. Did wow. you know that? No. No. No idea. No not until idea. the year 2000. You could not say you were so even you biracial. So you had to pick a race. <laughs> I mean, I vividly remember that being a kid, like filling out stuff, right, and thinking like, how do how do I pick Hispanic or yep. black? Why do I have to pick just one, right? Job applications. So yeah, absolutely. College um, applications. But that's that's crazy. I didn't realize that 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 really became a thing like in two thousand. Oh in my. Two thousand. So. Like we were going into high school. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Man, oh my god. That's sad. <laughs> Um, so Vic, for you, I mean, you have 
both your parents are already mixed. Mm-hmm. So then they make you and your brother and your sister. And for you, like, you, you, you've said this already, um, you know, that when you were a kid, you just thought that you were black and white. Because that's just, that's the mm-hmm. appearance of what it was, right? Right. And so as you discovered your true heritage what happened to you like what happened to your brain did you have a did you have like a a moment of like clarity or a moment of like pride or embarrassment or anything embarrassment no um so I feel like like growing up so my mom is my mom if you really look at my mom she disappears like she's black Mm -hmm. you know if you're going to stereotype right but my mom is black and Filipino. And so, you know, I always knew my grandmother was Filipino. I don't, I think as a child, you know, we have like an abstract way of thinking yep. and we never really talked about race, you know, in my household, because mm-hmm. if you look at my father, my father appears white. Now, if you call my father white, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> that's another story. Mike don't play that. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I and that's a self-identifying for him himself. He self-identifies as a black man. As black. Yeah. Yeah. Because in his family, you know, there's like him and one other person that looked like him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's black. And if I think if and if you are black and you talk to my dad and you really look at him, you would you would see it. Right. Absolutely. So you would you would listen to him. You would see it. Right. He's just a bright so, bone Negro. So, I mean, and genetics are crazy, especially yeah. like now that I'm down here in Louisiana, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not, I'm, it's not anything that's abnormal to me, you know, uh, but there are times that I can't lie. Like I talked about this last week mm-hmm. when I was working in the hospital in Vegas, that was majority Filipinos. Right. And um, so there, there was a time when not like I was like, I, I had to let people know that I was Filipino, not because they thought that I was black. They probably didn't know what the fuck I was. Um, but I had to let them know, like, hey, like, like I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not like I'm one of y'all because I'm only, you know, a certain percentage, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, actually, after my grandmother passed away, uh, shortly after I started working in the medical field, my grandmother had passed away and being around all of those Filipinos helped me to get into touch with my Filipino Mm. side. My mom had always made, you know, Filipino dishes and stuff like that. But I just, I I do wish that it was more of a conversation when I was growing up because I remember back in the day, me and my brother going to Kids Quest at Boulder Station and (laughs) being asked, yeah, but being asked, you know, like what we were. And I'm Mm. just like, we're black and white and then being called a mulatto for the first time, but then really growing mm-hmm. to realize that I wasn't black and white, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I'm saying. Like when you black, realize that, black, white, and these other things, right. What happened? Um, I think at the time, nothing really happened because to me, I, did, I looking at me, you know, with my skin color and things like that. And then being called uh, or being, you know, being told that I wasn't black. Mm-hmm. Not even there were times I was told I wasn't black enough, but mm-hmm. being told even that I was not black. Oh, she's mm. not black, mm. you know. And now getting to the point where I am, where if you ask me what I am, the first thing I'm going to say is I'm black. But now, do you, you say you, that? Do you say that to 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 
to halt the conversation on race or do you say that to make this you know just to make it clear as a self-identity because do you you don't want to go into the mixed thing do you really want to go into it every time somebody asks you i don't Mm -hmm. honestly i don't want to go into it every time and then sometimes we'll get into it i'm like okay my mom was born in the philippines her father was black he was in the you know the air force blah 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 blah, 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 right um that's too much that's a lot i don't i don't have i don't do it very often now growing up i feel like i had to explain myself yeah of course of course right like i was saying last week you know when, I, when I, my hair was dreadlocked, I think that's nobody ever questioned if I was black. Mm. My hair was long, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I took it out, and I was like, "Oh, and it, it, I will be honest. It makes me very uncomfortable. Yes, I am mixed, mm-hmm. but it makes me uncomfortable when people make comments to me like, "Oh, I, I what you mixed with? I see you got that good hair. I, I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. I hate it so fucking much." Mm-hmm. Like I hate that shit so fucking. Much. Why? Cause because it... I feel like because I feel like it, it. Um, what does that mean? I know plenty of black women who are not mixed who mm-hmm. have like what the what the fuck? Like why do I have to be you know presumed a certain thing just because I have certain features? I am, but I know plenty of women who have certain features who are not mixed. Like, like why? I just don't, I feel like it's like a fetishization almost. And oh, totally. Like Especially in this like nation. It. This fucking nation is obsessed. Obsessed. Like obsessed. Um, that makes sense though. I was gonna say, um, I I had mentioned there's this thing called I never heard of this either, called race switching. Have you heard of this? No, I never heard of that. Okay, so mm-hmm. race switching allows individuals to identify and de-identify with different parts of their identity. Um so this process is often dictated by constraints or opportunities in the actual social setting. So it's like when you with your when you with your white family, you are a certain way. I think everybody does this, but I think in the biracial way, it's a little bit different. I think we all like we change from setting to setting, right? Or at work, mm-hmm. or with our friends, or with our right. spouse, when we're with our kids, different you know, of course, like of different yourself. versions of yourself. Okay, right. But for biracial people and mixed people, it's a little bit deeper, I guess. Um, I mean, some people look at it as opportunistic. Like like you were saying, Vic, when you were like, once I got into the medical field or in the nursing game, you know, there's a, it's a lot of Filipino people. And you needed to, for your own comfort, let them know like, hey, I my heritage, you know, matches yours as well. Like, I'm not full or whatever, but as long as I'm a little bit, y'all know I'm cool, right? We cool. Because otherwise, you were saying, they're very mean. They're not not mean in general, but... <clears throat> okay. They're a little bit more welcoming, you know, and I, and I, felt, and I felt bad about really even like feeling that way because it definitely wasn't uh-huh. you know, opportunistic because I was already in, but it was just this thing of, like, being able to, I think it was a thing about being able to relate to them or feeling like mm-hmm. making them feel like they could be more comfortable around me. I don't know, because that was a very long time ago and I can't really explain my mindset then. Um, 
Because another thing is, too, that I don't want to denounce the fact that, you know, my mother comes from this woman and this man who were this and that and stuff also, you know, That's because I knew, I knew my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do appreciate, you know, some of the things that I learned, you know, and things like that. But it's it got it, as I got older, it, did, it definitely got trickier. Yeah, because I, I feel like that's what happens, too. Um, you don't want to denounce the other race that you are by just calling yourself black. That's what always, in my mind, I'm always like, but don't you want to, wouldn't you rather say you were mixed or biracial so that you don't denounce one side or the other? But there, but there are times where I just feel like that other people feel like being mixed is like this, like, I don't know, like you just put like mixed people like on a, a pedestal, or, like mm-hmm. it's a fantasy or something like that. And okay. that's why sometimes I feel like I don't want to go into the whole explanation about my background because I don't want to, you know, be yep. like fetishized for that. Yep. I hear it all the time with my kids, right? Like yeah. my kids are products of mixed of a mixed parent right yeah. there i'm puerto rican and black and their mom is i think we were talking about it before the show their mom is mixed with uh, a ton of european uh, descent but everywhere we go it's only about skin no though you're kind of like hold on we out. can't hear you i'm sorry can you hear me now oh yeah yeah, yeah. Perfect. So uh, what I was saying was, you know, everywhere we go with my kids, it's all, look at their skin, look at their beautiful hair, look at their skin. And there's more to them than just their looks. Their eye color. Because their kids appear very young. Yeah, and that's... Your kids, right? Of course they're my kids. And those kids will let you know. They'll let you know that I'm their father, right? And I... That drives me absolutely up the wall. I I try my hardest not to let my kids see that, right? And I'm just like, oh, you know, thank you, thank you, you know. And what I do as a parent is, you know, I tell my kids they're beautiful and they've got beautiful skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a parent, as a parent, I tell them you're smart. You can do anything you want to do. You know, you're intelligent. You're creative. You are. Thank you. um, You know, because I I feel like a lot of times they end up, they start believing that shit, and then it it hits them later in life and they realize that it doesn't matter and you know but they, their whole life they're told all of these things right. and they're they just start to believe yeah, it and I, it's I, like I, if nothing else kids, matters yep and don't get me wrong i think my kids are gorgeous yeah like, of course i think they're the most beautiful beings on this planet mm-hmm. right but i don't like to fill their head with those types of things because right. i feel like it's, it's shallow right totally and i don't I want my kids to be educated. I want my kids to be knowledgeable. I want my kids to be uh, creative. Yeah, and love themselves for that and not just because they look good and they have this nice hair. Yeah. Um, There's also the thing called code switching, which I guess is similar, but it's like subconsciously adjusting your dialect depending on who you're with. Um, (laughs) And see, I don't know if that... That's what I'm saying. I feel like we all do that. I think that's funny because, you know, my pops, I when everybody ever asks me what, about my pops, you know, I, I say, you know, my mom's Puerto Rican, but my dad's black as hell, let me tell you. Like, my dad is from Sparta, Georgia, right? Okay. The country in Georgia, and he is a very intelligent man. Like, he put himself through school, he went to the military, you know, he's done well for himself, but I can always tell when he's talking to his family 
because the country comes out. Right. right. I don't know. I don't know if that's so much a race thing, more so a uh, like where you grew up. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like we all kind of do that. So you know, yeah. it is what it is. But it, there is this aspect of like feeling like you have to hide a piece of your identity when you. I think it was more like. Um, like certain experiences can't be shared on both sides. Like, Ashley, you probably can identify with this. Like, you know, like with your white side of the family or your white friends, the, you know, the, the, the hurt and stuff that you feel right now about police brutality and stuff like that, obviously you can share it with them. But before now, you know, it wasn't a whole lot that they had to say about it or feel about it, you know? And then with your black friends or black family, like, if you are mixed race and you don't necessarily identify as one or the other, you know, assimilating to like their lingo and like fully relating to the culture without feeling like you're on the outside of it, you know? Hmm. I, um, I don't know any of my white family. Actually, really? So I don't, I don't know my mom and her mom and that's it. I don't know any of them. I Interesting. met maybe three of them 16 years ago. Well, my grandmother passed away, but that's it. And I don't have any uh, white friends. I work with some white people, but mm-hmm. I don't have any like close friends that are white. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't identify at all with my white half. Like oh. the way that I grew up, the schools I went to, the kids that I grew up around, my family that raised me. Everything was always black, so I don't care. Like to. I guess not offend my white half because I don't know them <laughs> or talk because yeah. I don't know them. Right, yeah. right. You know, and the only time that it was ever brought to my attention because you spoke earlier about, I guess, like denouncing my white half mm-hmm. or something like that, like that never even occurred to me mm-hmm. because, again, I don't know them. Because you don't know them and you didn't <laughs> so, grow up with them and you don't have any kind of bond with that yeah, side of your. And one of my cousins just brought it to my attention. A couple of weeks ago, she made a status on Facebook about, I don't know, something about being mixed or something. And I commented and said that I've always identified as black because mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. It was never a, a thought to me, you know, and she was like, but you're just like, you're just disregarding a whole half of you. And I don't, I didn't respond because I was like, damn, I, I guess I am. Like, I don't know. Well, but so what is I your mom? What did, what did your mom feel like? Did you call yourself black in front of your mom, right? My mama told me I'm black. Yeah. Your mom told you you're black. Yeah, cause I asked I asked her cause I recently had an identity crisis. Like within the past few months, I I never grew up questioning what I was. I was always black growing up. Everything was about me, black. Mm-hmm. You know. That's how I felt. Um, but then recently, because of social media, I had a whole identity crisis, and I called my mom and I was like, it, cause all of my siblings are mixed. We're um, oh okay. They have. It's eight of us. They all have the same father who is black. And then I have my father who is black. And um, I asked my mom, like, if any of my other siblings went through this. And I think one of my sisters did. Mm -hmm. Um, But she kind of reassured me that I'm black. (laughs) Yeah. But you started to feel like, oh, shit. Maybe I I missed something here. You know what? I was following this page or I do follow this page on Instagram they sell like these t-shirts that say stuff like listen to black women and mm-hmm. things like that I thought they were so cute and I wanted to buy one but then when I went to the website to buy one I stopped and I was like damn 
can I wear this? Like, if it's oh. black women, like, do I? Yeah, I was like, I don't know if people would, like, accept me if I wore this. Like, that was the very first time that anything like that ever crossed my mind. Wow. And so I didn't buy the shirt. And then I started to see posts from people with these opinions that I never knew existed. Like, if you have a white parent, you can't identify as black because you don't go through the same struggles as black people. But I go through my own struggles, Whoa. I guess. You See, and that's what I'm saying. And that's I, what I'm saying. And I never knew that people felt that way. And yeah. so then I started to think, I was like, damn, I've been saying the N-word all my life. Like, I've been, you know, yep. everything was always black. Like, was people looking at me like I was crazy? Because your mom, because <laughs> it, like if they knew your mom. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think people, I think people always knew I was mixed, but didn't. But they didn't look at you like you were mixed. They didn't look at me like I was. Or they didn't look at you like you were black. I started to see that there were people out here that had different opinions Mm -hmm. and felt like I'm not a black woman because I have, apparently I have um, the option to choose to be white or black. You do. That's what I've been saying. I'm like, if you can choose to be black, can't you choose to be white as well? I mean, society is going to choose for you, right? But not me. I'm not an option for her. Yeah, I don't don't identify with none of that shit. Nothing. Okay. I don't know. It, it's kind of no unfair way. at times. I don't know. It's it's really it's really crazy because it's like for her, or even you know for anybody. Like if I identify a certain way, like how the fuck can you tell me that I'm not? That it's that part. It's that part. How can you tell me that I'm not? I don't know how you yeah. can tell anybody that they're not something that they. T- I mean, except Rachel Dolezal because she's literally a white woman that's claiming to be a completely different race. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you don't even have a black dad, okay? Like, if your dad was black, I would give it to you, Rachel. Yeah, Paul yeah. said Rachel. Yeah. Um. And that's why like, it's not like I'm out here with, like, <laughs> I got a whole black parent. Yeah. Like, I can say I'm fucking black. Yeah, like, yeah. My grandparents that I grew up with, my great-grandparents used to babysit me after school. They were from the South. My great-grandma used to give me fucking black eyed peas. And motherfucking cornbread for an after school snack. Like, that's some black ass shit. I grew up black. <laughs> yep, that's some black ass shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about the idea? What about the aspect of the, of the mixed race and the mixed kids and the biracial kids of like not looking like your parents? Because I've always been very fascinated with how people feel about when, when they're mixed, when they don't look like their parents. Sometimes they do. But a lot of times they I mean, don't. Genetics are crazy. Like, science is. Retarded. But I just don't know if what? that if that if, if that affects you or not because I don't know like isn't it I mean you always want to look I mean I don't know do you want to look your parents do you not I don't know I just know a lot of times when that's how we don't even know people are mixed sometimes because then you see their mom and you're like oh their mom's black or their mom's white like I was talking about um on my IG page I was talking about how T and Tamara their their mom is black and their dad is white and when they were young and they were doing TV and they were famous and they were taking first class planes all over the place their mom would constantly get questioned who she was why she you know who are these kids are you the nanny that bullshit and when their dad was around there was no motherfucking questions he's just got these mixed race babies and it's all good right and (laughs) I just imagine that that really would fuck with you when you were a kid like seeing your seeing your black parent get treated different than your white parent and Fuck and yeah. the awareness of it, you know what I'm saying? And then on top of it, just not necessarily looking like 
your black dad or your white mom. Usually the white parent is the one that loses out because the white features aren't as prominent as Asian features, black features, and Hispanic features. So usually those, those genes just take over the white and blend well. Usually, yeah. But, mm-hmm. but you don't end up usually looking like your white parent. And I'm always just wondering if the white parent, like, how does the white parent, I need a white parent. Somebody call it, call a white parent. I just want to know how the white parents feel. Cause I'm just like, damn, I would want my kid to, to look like me, but obviously they love their kids and they, they think they're gorgeous, beautiful, whatever. But, but mixed kids rarely look like their parents. Like Victoria, I really feel like you and Michael and Romaine, like y'all all look different. The yeah. races are all over. You know what I mean? You guys don't have the same body type. You don't have the same skin tone. Hair type was all different. All different. Because mm-hmm. genetics are crazy. Because genetics and are crazy. I used to say that growing up. I used to be like, oh, this household is like a United Nations. Like, we all look Yeah, different. you used to say that. All the all the nations are represented. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. So do y'all um, feel a way? I mean, how do y'all feel about that? I mean, for me, I... Uh, I think I can I can speak on it two different levels. Like as a as a child, I don't think I was in tune with it as much if I were out with my mom. Uh, my mom is very fair skinned. Um, I think you would have to line up my sister, my brother, and I to see that I am my mom's child. Mm. Um, we all have different really? mixtures. I think so. Yeah, I think it, I think if you look from the outside, from, me, also, from the outside, I think I look more like my mom more than anything. But I think if you look at my sister and my brother, it's a little bit difficult to see that uh, that is hmm. their mom. More so, if you look at my dad, my sister has a lot of my father's features, mm-hmm. right? So I think as a kid, I didn't understand it. But now being a parent with children who are very fair skinned, who okay. definitely took a lot of qualities from their mom. Um, And I think that's more so because I am a mixed uh, baby, right? I've got Puerto Rican and I've got black in me, right? So my kids essentially only got a quarter of that uh, from each side, right? They definitely took a lot of uh, features from their mom in terms of being fair skinned. Um, I always feel uncomfortable if I I can feel those looks. Like, are those your kids? Especially, Especially, you know, them being beautiful kids, right? And me being a big, burly, African-American man, Mm -hmm. right, from the outside, I think, you know, that makes me very uncomfortable and I can feel, I can feel it. So I can only imagine what my mom went through, you know, growing up. And at least you can identify with your children. You can identify with, like, what they might think or feel, right? But a white parent or a black parent having this mixed child, like, they can't identify. They have no idea what you're feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. So and bless my like she you know she did the best that she could to kind of uh, to kind of you know shed us from seeing her emotions or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I bet. I'm sure. I can, I can only imagine what she was feeling. You know. Ashley, do you talk to your mom? Ashley, do you talk to your mom about that kind of stuff? About I'm sorry about what? Just about like being a white parent to a to all her mixed children and really not identifying or not being able to identify with their actual experience being mixed and also just not necessarily feeling like they look like her you know what i haven't (laughs) i want to know i've never talked to her about that because i wonder i mean obviously if she likes black men she probably identifies but (laughs) yeah because that's interesting she has you said there's eight of you no do you yeah eight of them wow 
Naldo, do you have like a plan in the future to like have the conversation with your girl? Yeah. Um, because they, you know, they, to society, they appear a certain way. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I don't think it's so much uh, a conversation in the future as much as it as it is is their upbringing. Yeah. Right? And I say that because um, my mom has always been proud of her Puerto Rican culture, and. and Growing up, you know, I think I can relate more to being Puerto Rican than I can to being black. And you know, mm. growing up in the house, all we all we heard was, um, you know, merengue and Spanish music, and uh. you know, we a lot of our traditions are more Puerto Rican traditions, right? Um, we celebrate uh, Dia de los Reyes, the Three Kings Day. Oh. Right? So I think by me continuing those traditions with my kids, it makes that conversation as when they get older, a little bit easier. Easier, yeah. And it probably makes it where you don't even have to have that conversation because they identify with being Puerto Rican and they identify with being black. And to this day, my mom does the same thing with my kids. You know, she makes sure, like, while she didn't really teach us Spanish growing up, she still makes sure, like, the girls listen to Spanish music and Mm -hmm. they understand the Puerto Rican cultures and the Puerto Rican traditions. So, like I said, I think it's more just about upbringing more so than having that conversation with them down the line. And that's not to say that their, you know, that their white side isn't any good because they should right. know their white culture. They right. should know right. the traditions right. from their mom's mm-hmm. side of the family, right? right? They should know all of it. So, what about you, Ashley? Are you teaching your kids anything specific about race, or? I don't know. Yeah, she's only two. Okay. I haven't really thought about. Is it she fair skinned She is. Yeah, she's. I think she's a little darker than me, but she might have a tan right now. But I think even. Even still, she's a little bit darker than me, but she is fair skinned. Mm-hmm. Her dad isn't—he's not that dark. Okay. Is yeah. he mixed so or is he like, just black? No, he's black. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't know. I, it just makes a difference. What are you gonna do, Vic? If you have kids, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna? They're gonna be black, child. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna try to have some talks? You gonna? I mean, I like—I like what Naldo's saying. It was just like the upbringing. You know what I mean? If we—if we just constantly surround them with everything that is them then you know obviously they're going to take from this they're going to take from that and they're going to develop into who they are but they'll be able to identify all the way around okay please you know if i step out of line let me know oh i'll let you know okay please let me know would you be would you be offended if your children checked off the box that they were white they can only choose one, right? Um, so, I mean, I don't think that's a tough question. I think, tough as, I think as a, I think as a parent and the pride that I have in being Puerto Rican and being black, I would definitely feel hurt, but I would understand because they look at their skin and what do they see on their skin? Yeah. Right. I, I think those questions are very misleading. Yeah. Right. It, it's you know. They also, what are other people telling them? What are other kids saying to them? Right. And I really, I can't control what other kids are saying to them. Yeah. But I can control how, how their, how their, what their upbringing is, right? Yeah. I can control what they're exposed to. And, you know, just hammering home, you know, black is beautiful. Puerto Rican is beautiful, baby. Absolutely. All shades. Yeah, absolutely. We're all blessed, you know? And it's funny because... We just did uh, an exercise today 
the girls about gratitude, mm-hmm. right? And uh, they were listing things about what they're thankful for, you know, and what they what they're happy that they have in their life. And they said one of the first things that they said was their mom and their dad. Aww. Now their mom and their dad, right? But I think that's a testament to what me and their mom do for them when they're home. Yeah. Right? And so there's a lot of cultural differences between their mom and I, but we both hammer home that they're loved and that they need to respect their mom and their dad. So, I, you know, honestly, I don't think they see skin color. Not yet. So they I probably really, don't. No, not yet. I think it'll be a little devastating because, you know, they, they, they see their skin. They see their skin as white. But I don't, I think that's them just oh. being to answer that specific question with only one box. Because I think if right. you gave them multiple choices, they would mark off every single box. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so just some, uh, you know, fun fun facts. Um, some celebrities who are mixed race but identify as black. Uh, Tiny. Her mom's wife. Colin Kaepernick. Oh, wow. Mom's wife. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Williams. Mom's wife. Drake. Okay. Mom's wife. Uh, Halle Berry, mom's wife. I did not know that her. I know it too. I know it too. Yes. Uh, Maya, black and Italian, which I did not know. Another one I did not know. Big one, Faith Evans, mom's wife. Oh, wow. Keisha Cole is mixed, but she won't say what her dad is, so. She just said that nigga from Oakland, so, all right. I'm assuming it's a man. I mean, I'm assuming he's black. I, she just won't. She won't say. She won't say. Um, Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz. Um, African and bah- African, Bahamian and Jewish. Uh, Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys, mom's white. Uh, J. Cole. Mom's white. I didn't know J. Cole was mixed. Uh, Misty Copeland. Paula Patton. Boris Kojo. He's like German, right? Yes. German, German and black. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Smolets. I'm not going to say just Jesse, but all of the Smolets. All them motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, Sade. And Barack Obama. Duh. Um, Bob Marley. He's big. Really? He Never is um, black mother and white father. Wow. Oh, wow. T and Tamara. Oh, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph was talking because her mother is Minnie Ripperton. And mm-hmm. she died when she was like seven years old. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have a black reference. And everybody was telling her she was black and she didn't she didn't get it. Um until she saw she started watching the Cosby show and then that's when she found her <laughs> She was like, Lisa Bonet is mixed like me and that's when she finally started calling herself mixed and she had an identity so i like i said i i imagine you know mixed kids these days have a lot of people to look up to and see and be like oh they're mixed i'm mixed they have the same mix as me whatever but once upon a time that was a really not even once upon, not that long ago y'all i mean 2000 they was only able to call themselves biracial legally in the government 20 years ago so um mm-hmm. and i don't remember a whole lot of mixed race going on when we were kids on television, um, the Cosby show was an exception, but they weren't calling themselves mixed. They were calling themselves black. So who, who was mixed on the Cosby show? Lisa Bonet, the 
the two older Please sisters. Um, the two older sisters, Denise and Sandra. We're from another parent. What? I don't remember. No, that. I mean they're like mixed race in in real life. Oh, well, I bet you on the show. Yeah, but on the show they're a black family, but they have all these different yeah. colors, which was great, I think, to well, that's tr- that's give people at the time. How it is. <laughs> and that is how it is. That is how it is yes. because. That's you know, they casted that show very well because, you know, his parents, her parents, I mean, all, there were all colors in that show. So, yes. um, it was a good thing for people to hold on to at that time. But that was about it. So, mm. but that's our show, guys. That was, um, oh, that was it. Right. Wow. <laughs> I know, I know. It just, it just flies by. Um, Tell people where they can find you if you'd like to be found. Ronaldo. Oh, yes. You can see me. You see my tag right there. Oh, yeah. At Maldizzi10. Uh, I'm private because I like to keep my kids private. But oh, no, that's don't... right. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Ashley, where can we find you? Um, On Instagram, underscore Ashley with three Ys at the end. And then followed by two underscores. Oh, okay. I had to I had to do something creative because everybody's name is Ashley. Oh, girl. Too many Ashleys out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you can always follow us at Crystal with a K. Uh, Vic underscore pistol. Lifetimes of love underscore. Um, and we're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Facebook Live, IG. Well, we put our stuff on IG, so. But actually, that was our last show for this season. So we're going to have a little breaky break for August. Well, thank you guys for having us on. Thank you. We appreciate it. And we appreciate you all for listening. And thank you for letting me sleep on your couch tonight, Crystal. I needed it. Yes, girl. Anytime. Anytime. And shout out to Pilar because we love her. Um, And... um, We'll be back, you know, we'll be back in the fall. Hopefully Corona won't have taken over everything. And Bro, that bitch will still be here. She will, most likely. But yes, sorry, Rona. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll be back. That's fine. But we love you guys and we thank you for listening. Always and forever. Always and forever. Okay, bye. Bye y'all.